You're listening to Halloween Unleashed. Hey, hey, it's Chris Morgan, and this is Halloween Unleashed. And I just want to take a little moment before we get started with today's episode to tell you a little bit about our shop on TeePublic, about where you can find your latest and greatest merchandise to rock. Ryan Hogel is the designer, and uh, he's supporting the show by providing this to each and every single one of you. There's discounts all over the place on TeePublic. Uh, there's 30% discounts, there's initial upload discounts, like every time a new design comes uh, comes out, we have it set to where you, the listeners, get 20% off of the normal retail price. And normally it only lasts for a day or two, so you've got to jump on these designs while they're hot, while they're fresh, while they're new. So some of, some of these designs aren't going to be for everybody, and we get that. But at the same time, we want to make sure that if you want to get the best deal on Halloween Unleashed merchandise, that you jump on these designs immediately as they go out. You go over to T-E-E, that's T, public.com, forward slash user, forward slash Chris M1229, which is my user handle. But it's uh, something I set up several years ago, and I just decided to kind of roll with it. And I had no idea that this thing was going to take off the way that it did. We appreciate each and every single one of you purchasing merchandise, stickers, um, shirts, posters, you name it. You know, if you can go to tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash chrism1229 for your latest and greatest merchandise. Uh, Definitely uh, have more designs getting ready to drop here soon. So please stay tuned for each and every single new release that comes out. But bookmark that, tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash chrism1229. And every purchase goes to support this podcast so that we can keep this ad-free and sponsor-free. We thank you and uh, enjoy today's episode. Halloween Unleashed. Couldn't have shot him six times. You think I'm lying, Sheriff? I think you missed him. No man could take six slugs. I've told you this isn't a man. Look out! Slow down! Why? I don't know. Get back! Run! Go on, run! Move it! Get back! Get back, you cage, run! Move it! Stop! Get out of it! Move it! Stop! Stop! Shoot! Houston, see what he's doing here in Haddonfield? He 
killed one sister 15 years ago. Now he's trying to kill the other. Turn this car around now. I can't do that. I've got orders. Those orders just changed. What does you fellas usually do? Fire a warning shot, right? <laughs> away from him but he stopped breathing no it's time michael All right, everyone. Welcome. This is Halloween Unleashed, and uh, joining me uh, is my guest this week, much like last time, is Brandon Duran. Brandon, welcome back. Hey, man. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. Anytime. Anytime. So, um, yeah, it seems like we kind of got onto something um, last time. It's uh, right now the the uh, Halloween. 1978 movie mistakes and Easter eggs uh, is currently trailing only the Halloween 6 episode where we broke down all the masks and everything from Halloween 6. But the one that you and I did a couple weeks ago um, is, yeah, it's it's trailing a very strong second place. That's awesome. I thought so, too. I thought so, too. I was, uh, I was real happy about that. I didn't think... Um, two hours of me of saying well like I said before and I think I've already answered this and I think that uh, you know I didn't think that that was going to go over really well but it seemed like um, you know people really gravitated to knowing some history on uh, things from a different perspective and uh, what type of feedback did you get did you get any or I didn't get any myself no I mean I, I did from a couple like friends of mine like from work or whatnot you know people that i i told to check out and the feedback from them was good but i didn't get any feedback online right on man right on all right so um we we wanted to kind of keep the good times rolling and uh you know i know the last couple weeks it's been kind of my fault that we haven't been able to get together i know you had some scheduling conflicts come up which was fine to to be honest with you i i Mentally, I just wasn't there, and then my entire household got sick. And you know, I'm in that same boat, man. So I feel you on that one. Yeah, you sound like you're like you're sniffling a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it went from my daughter to me, and it <laughs> it sucks. It's not going away as quick as I would hope. All right. Sick house. Sick houses are never fun. No, absolutely not. So, all right. Um, well, we'll go ahead and jump into this. You know, like I said, we wanted to keep the good times rolling and uh, jump into instead of doing, you know, we already did Halloween. Now we're doing Halloween 2, much like in the same vein. Um, I'll try to uh, differentiate my answers. You know, you and I, obviously, we have not spoke about any of this. We're kind of going in cold. Um, right. But I'll try to make it. A little bit more entertaining and i'll try to talk less put it that perfect. way perfect oh well sorry go ahead go ahead <laughs> no you're good man i was gonna say like i was going to the list last night and i was uh writing things down and uh like some of the things that popped up Kind of, I'm in the kind of the same headspace as I was the last time when we were talking about them. So when I'm writing these down, I'm like, this is kind of silly, but we'll write it down. 
and then I'm like, okay, this is uh, just kind of a rational way to explain this, but I'll write it down. <laughs> well, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, really when you're breaking down questions, you know, when you're covering subjects like this, there's really only one way to cover it. So uh, right. you're probably going to see a lot of the same stuff. But no, what I started laughing about is uh, I said, yeah, I'll try to talk less. You go, oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I'm not all here, man. I would never have picked up on that. I'm sure I would have when I listened to the episode. <laughs> but yeah, perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Talk less. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear you. No, all right. Um, so let's go in. Let's let's go ahead and start. You did a lot of research on this um, that you've been holding on to for a little while, and uh, we'll go ahead and get this thing started. All right. So same as last time, we got our top five movie mistakes that uh, was pulled from YouTube. Uh, if you want to watch the video, they're 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 out there. They're not hard to find. Um, I got my top five list, and then uh, we have. Um, some of the sites that uh, you and I were going o- over the last time um, with the thing that I like about this list and compared to the last one is I told you that technically there's 118 items on this list, Jesus. but they have it, but they have it broke down by anachronisms or anachronisms, um, audio visual, unsynchronized character errors. The majority of them are in continuity surprise um, crew, crew or equipment invisible, factual errors, plot holes, revealing mistakes, and spoilers. And so if there's ones in there that you particularly would rather talk about, we don't have to go through all 118 of them. But okay, yeah, there's, a, there's a, a, a good chunk. Well, good. Well, I've, I've taken my morning shit. I've had my two cups of coffee. and uh... I'm, in my, I'm, I'm on my first coffee right now, man. I poured it right when, when I told you. I was like, all right, I'm home. Awesome. <laughs> I was pouring. I was pouring it. Well, if if uh, if you decide to have to go take a coffee poop, you know we can pause. Not a big yeah. deal. I don't want you to hashtag no. <laughs> shit your pants. You know. I don't. I don't. I. 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 I sorry. I won't. If. Uh, if it happens, I'll let you know. I promise not to take you with me. All right. Okay. Well, before you got to hashtag take a shit, um, go ahead and <laughs> lead us off. All right. So the. I have them written down one to five, but the list was five to one. And so number five, um, at the end of Halloween one, when Michael cut Lori's left arm and, you know, it, it cut it, cut the shirt. There's a little bit of blood, not a whole lot. You see her upstairs sitting there. There's still just a, everything's the same. But when she's being uh, wheeled out on the stretcher, it looked like somebody stabbed her, like a lot more than just kind of like the graves that happened at the end of the movie. Sure. But there was exponentially more blood on there, which, I mean, technically wounds can bleed more over time. So I would get that. I would never have noticed it. But it went from being like a decent slice to like, I'd say at least two to three times more blood on the shirt than there was before. For First of all, yeah, I, I definitely want to comment on that. Um, I mean, obviously that's an error. Um, you're getting a different crew, different production team in there. So, I mean, it's it's going to happen. Uh, you know, Halloween 2, um, a lot of people at will ask me, you know, what's your favorite sequel? Um, I, I, I never say ha- Halloween 2, and everyone's like, well, 
Halloween 2 is a sequel. I'm like, not really for me. It's kind of just like a continuation. I can look past uh, the very bad wig. I can look past the fact that <laughs> Loomis has a few more gray hairs than he did in the first one. I mean, I can look past right. little things like that, but... Uh, to me, they kind of like if you watch them back to back, they're really the same movie. And yeah, it's like a part one, part two, almost. Yeah, it was almost like they were broken into two separate movies on purpose. Um, but mm-hmm. for the, it, for for me, I, I I look at I look at Halloween Halloween two as like really like a three hour film. Uh, right. So it's really hard for me to look at that as a sequel. But I absolutely love this film, and on and and many ways people are going to probably drive off a bridge if they're driving listening to this but uh <laughs> i i really i i enjoy halloween 2 more than i enjoyed the first one really yeah well, i'm not going to drive off a bridge but i might slow down a little bit <laughs> yeah well, i mean well there's you get to see more of him. I I really dug Warlock as the shape, and um, mm-hmm. obviously more titties uh, is, is is definitely going to raise my overall score count because I'm definitely a pervert. So, um, right. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Um, and who can forget the finger in the butt when he lifts uh, the nurse off the floor and she loses her shoes? I mean, that was that was a definite <laughs> finger. That was a finger in the butt. <laughs> Yeah, I almost rewatched it again last night because it's been a couple months since I I, I kind of did a bench not that long ago and going through the videos last night kind of made me want to watch it again. Right on, but yeah, I I just enjoyed it a little bit more just because I mean you you know the dangers out there now uh-huh. it's about containing that danger and I don't know there's just a I'm always a, a stakes type person, like where you have to have higher stakes and, uh, you know, visually from Carpenter's direction, the first one is obviously from a filmmaking point of view is definitely better, but from a story perspective, like the raising of the stakes, the eminent danger that most know that is lurking out there at this point. Um, I don't know. It just makes it creepier to me. Because right. he's because because he's sort of visible but not really. Right, I could see that. So I don't know, just just from an entertainment perspective, I like it better. Yeah, I could see that. It's definitely a valid argument. You give me that. Sure. All right. All right. So number, next. Oh, go ahead. No, next. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, all right. So we kind of touched on this in the last one, and this one has to do with Michael stumble off the balcony. So I never noticed this, but so when we talked about it last time, it kind of looked like he just did a backwards walk off because it was more of a, like a really low angle and mm-hmm. you can kind of look, like look up and see him coming off and it um, it did look like he was walking off. But in Halloween 2, not only is there a different railing on the balcony, but there is um, like you can see him on the platform level with the uh, with the ledge there and actually take like a good three or four steps backwards before falling off. And so, I mean, the first one, uh, you probably wouldn't even have noticed, which I didn't, but this one, after it got pointed out, 
it's like, oh shit, they're not even. A, <laughs> it was uh, pretty obvious that he was uh, walking backwards on a rail. Right, right. Um, you, you know, to to be honest, it's like you know, from, from a from a camera angle perspective, um, mm-hmm. you can cheat a lot uh, when it comes to. Uh, making things look a very particular way. Like uh, if you're on low budget and if you position your actors a certain way and you have a fight scene and somebody throws a punch, you can make it look like from a camera angle and the way you collapse, the, collapse the lens, you can make that punch looks like, look like uh, Apollo Creed's head just went off in the fifth row. You know, it's just, <laughs> you know, which what happened in Rocky four. I'm still sad about to this day. But, um, you know, so from the first one, Carpenter probably took that into consideration and said, hey, we're obviously not going to be able to do this the way we want to from, you know, an insurance reason, lawsuit reason, safety reason, all the reasons. And, um, you know, so he kind of cheated the camera so you didn't pick up on it as much. But, yeah, Halloween 2, that was a bad bad camera choice when you just you have this big black ramp in frame and he's walking directly <laughs> up the ramp and then right. falls off yeah it was yeah that was bad <laughs> exactly um all righty so the next one that we have here is um so when uh when loomis and uh the sheriff they're um they're driving around looking for michael and they thought they saw Michael, but it was Tramer walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of silly, but when they get out of their cars to go after him, mm-hmm. be, um, they close the car door. They close the doors to the car. And that was nice of they, them. They, yeah, they, they, right. Especially you know parking in the middle of the road. So they get out of the car. They close the doors. They go. They chase after him, and when. Trevor's walking across the street, kind of looking back, and then Loomis is fumbling to try to pull his gun out to shoot, uh, shoot at him, and they're wrestling for the gun. Um, you can look back and see that both car doors are wide open just before. I never noticed that. Yeah, just before the other cop car barrels into Tramer into the side of the other van. I never noticed that. Yeah, I didn't either. But it's, and I mean, they're wide open, like, I mean, <laughs> like as far open as you can open them. Um, but yeah, another one that I never noticed either, because I'm not, I'm more watching Loomis, you know, trying to shoot. I mean, it's silly because we know it wasn't him, but like, yeah, trying to pull the gun out and the sheriff trying to stop him. Yeah. Um, did you know the, the reasoning why they replaced, uh, hunt with, uh, bracket and Halloween too? I do not. Okay. So, um, some may know this, some may not, but, uh, Charles Cyphers in real life was, uh, battling, a, a major personal issue with his, with his wife. Um, oh, shit. And uh, they only had him on set for like a day. And so they rewrote around that and restructured uh, a lot of the scenes, which is why Officer Gary Hunt is introduced. 
Well, that makes sense. I would. I had no idea. Yeah, contractually, he was obligated to appear in part two, but then uh-huh. he agreed to do it if they could reduce his role down to uh, one day. And I'm going to get um, the official as we're going. I'm going to get the official what happened um, so I can be accurate. So continue. I got you. Well, no, that's all I have for that one. Um, the next one, speaking of bracket, um, when they're uh, rolling Annie out of the house, um, when, well, it looks like out of the house, even though she's in the garage. Um, when bracket, yeah, when bracket is looking at Annie's body, um, they called it like a trifecta of fuck ups on this one, but there's a, three things wrong with this with just her laying on on this little thing so one her neck is moving like you can see her breathing and swallowing or whatever it is she's doing to where her neck is visually moving um there's that the uh the second part is is when he pulls it down it pulls it down far enough to you can see all the blood on her neck um but then when they, I think they pan up to him and then pan back down. It's not, it's like tucked underneath her neck. And so they're covering up all the blood that was there, which was like a real quick up down kind of thing. And the third part of that is when, uh, you know, before he closes her eyes or whatever he does with her eyes, uh, her eyelids are shaking and moving Uh and all that. She did not do a very good job of playing dead. At all. <laughs> I blame a lot of that on the direction, too. You know, not... Really? Yeah. I mean, you got to understand, there's like 20, 30 um, film people or set workers working on a scene all at once. And uh, it's the director's job to make sure that, uh, number one, that the actors feel safe and they get that he gets the best performer out of the actor. So right. if there's something going on that is inhibiting that performance, it is their job to make sure that they go back, get another take, or they figure out what's wrong and get the shot or the take that they need to be able to move it forward. Right. Alrighty. That makes sense. Hold on. I'm muting my phone when I have to cough because... I may not control. I may not be able to control the sniffles, but I can control that. Um, all right. So the last thing, and they said this is this was the number one biggest flub that you could do for this movie. Okay. So at the end of the movie, when they are just about to torch the hospital, mm-hmm. um, Lori runs out of the room, and then she's running down the hallway, and when the explosion goes off. Um, which it was actually, you know, practical effect, a practical effect. It was a nice explosion. And while that explosion is going off, you can see all the walls shaking kind of, you can definitely tell that, I mean, obviously it's a set, but with the explosion, you can see the walls kind of do like a ripply wobble. And if you look in the doorway, you can see the boards holding up the walls, mm. and you can kind of and you can kind of see some um, cords rolled up alongside it. I'm assuming power cords or something. But the walls, you know, 
sure, you know, I could see that. But looking in, and you, you could see kind of back behind the set kind of cracked me up a little bit because i mean like i said i never noticed these things i am so single tracked zoned in not even giving a sh- not even giving a shit about what's going on to where i miss all these things but now i will never not see them yeah i'm gonna have to go back and watch some of these too because a lot of these i didn't even pick up on yeah um i only watched one of the videos um there was only one that I had watched and got all this from and then all the other information and, and there's plenty of it. Um, I, it's just from the IMDB site. Okay. But there, but there is quite a bit. I wouldn't, I would have not, I'd, you never realize how much is really fucked up with the movie supposedly until like you said last time, some nerd breaks it down and points everything out, and then it's like, oh shit, the, mo- the, uh, the movie magic is gone, and yeah. So, uh, sorry, I'm I'm backing up to my comment about Charles Cyphers. Uh huh. Um, I was incorrect on that. I was thinking of another part two of a different series that I recently was uh studying and um that was the mayor in jaws too i can't remember his his name that he was the one that had the personal issues that he had to leave the set oh okay so i gotcha now now why cyphers was re was cut short and hunt was put in i have no idea (laughs) so uh you got me yeah i have no idea All right, next. All right, so that's pretty much it for that list right there. And um, like I was mentioning before, um, we have all of them broke down by section. And so if there's one that you want to go through more than others, um, like continuity, well, I mean, we can skim through that, but there's almost, I mean, half of the list is just in continuity. Okay. And so even though anachronisms, I have no idea what that means. I've never heard that word before. Um, these are all, these are pretty simple here. So the movie was filmed in 1981, or it came out in 1981, um, and it's supposed to obviously take place same night, 1978. But the film takes place in 1978, but the ambulance has rectangle headlights, which were not introduced on full-size Ford vans until the 1980 model year. Well, fuck, everybody knew that. I mean, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Holy shit. Yeah, I mean... I mean, talk about nitpicking. I, I know, that's the one thing, that's the first thing I noticed. I'm like, you know what? Those headlights don't fit. Yeah, so it just totally um, took me out of the scene. Well, then you're going to love this one. I mean, 10, 10 out of 13 people found that interesting, and even less found this one interesting. So, being set in 1978, some of the clothing and hairstyles have noticeable characteristics associated with the early 1980s, particularly those of Alice, Karen, and Darcy. Well, here's the here's the thing. Um, they were just ahead of their time. Rick, yeah, I was going to say, they were ahead of their time. <laughs> Rick Rosenthal was a trendsetter, my friend, and he wanted Apparently. to make sure that his actors and actresses made sure that they were thinking far ahead. <laughs> right. 
Oh, what a visionary. Yeah. All right, so the next, the last one in this section here is, um, so they say after the boy wearing the same mask, Tramer gets hit by the patrol car and is slammed into the parked van. The body is slumped over when everything catches fire, but when Loomis and the sheriff are closer, you see him stand, like, yeah, he is standing straight up like a board. Like, it's almost like he's stuck. Nerves. <laughs> you know? Nerves. Yeah. Like, kind of like the, what is it, the title, or the... The movie image for scanners, dude's just upright, standing straight up. Or, you know, uh, Apollo Creed after he hit the mat, he started quivering and twitching and everything else. That's all nerves, you know. Oh yeah, it is. trauma. Getting, getting socked in the head like that. Um, all right, so audio and visual unsynchronized. Um, at around the nine-minute mark, the Elrods are watching Night of the Living Dead, and we hear Johnny's dialogue. They're coming to get you, Barbara overlapped by the movie's musical score. In the actual movie, the musical score doesn't begin until Johnny uh, until after Johnny is attacked and Barbara begins to flee. It's a TV cut. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, at around uh, uh, um, at around 1 hour and 17 minutes, the car horn keeps blowing for a split second after Lori pulls uh, Jimmy's head off the button. Nobody found that interesting. I find that interesting, but at the same time, what, it's one one out of four people. <laughs> I'm just looking at these because, uh, like, you can share these facts, or you know, you can rate it interesting or not. Yeah. See, w- what it was is where the car was parked in the parking lot, and uh-huh. the way it was facing toward the hospital and the positioning of the hospital and the aesthetics of the way the building contours and the brick that they were using at the time create this reverb <laughs> reverb effect that created this oh, shit. lack of synchronization that made it seem like that it was a movie mistake but really was all acoustics that's all it was there you go <laughs> okay i can uh, explain anything for- away I, I, you know what, I, I, whether, whether you, you know, be nice or not, it sounds like you know what you're talking about. Be nice. I'll give it to you. Be nice. I'm always nice. Always nice. Next one here. All right. When Jimmy is telling Lori about who attacked her last night and he said, it's on right now, referring to the media coverage, mm-hmm. the shot from behind shows that his mouth isn't moving and he is sitting very still with his hand on her waist little finger bang action he was trying for <laughs> right he's uh not only is he finger blasting but he's also a ventriloquist well he is you know um she was actually that was uh part of her nightmare that she was having from all the drugs mm-hmm. and uh oh, that was a hallucination of jimmy actually oh wow okay <laughs> um all right so now we i don't know how many of these are there there's um there's only a few. Uh, so we already covered, they brought, um, it's the same thing in this movie with Michael's age being credited. It's the exact same thing in this one. Um, so we don't need to go into that, the whole 2123. Um, second one here is uh, in the ambulance, Jimmy tells Lori they're taking her to the clinic. The radio announcer also reveals that Lori was taken across town to Haddonfield Memorial Clinic. However, the jackets that the medics wear as well as all the signs at the hospital indicate that it's actually Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. Well, it's the same as uh, on old school WWE TV back when it was WWF. 
Uh, Vince, uh, Mc, Vince McMahon never referred to it as a hospital or a clinic. Goddamn, pal, it's a medical facility. <laughs> right? Well, that's the thing. Some people call hospitals clinics. Some people call them hospitals. It's the Midwest. Back in the... Yeah. You know, back in the 70s, early 80s, whatever timeline you want to go off of, it's fine with me. Um, you know, there was a lot of shit being smoked back then, you know, and, yeah. you know, peop- especially in the I'm Midwest. 70. I mean, what what else are you going to do? You're going to you're going to farm corn and, and fuck and, and fuck and do drugs. I mean, what else is there to do? No, I think you nailed it right there. There you go. Um, at, at around 53 minutes, Dr. Loomis and the policeman policemen find the word Sam Hain written on the blackboard um, at the elementary school. And Loomis claims he knows the meaning of the word, delivering a speech about the festival of Sam Hain. However, he pronounces the word literally, which is incorrect. It's actually pronounced Sowen. Yeah. I had no idea. I will yeah. always say Sam Hain. I mean, because if I'm like, hey, it's Sowen, you're like, huh? The fuck? Well, the... The way I always took it, again, I, this is someone taking the literal English language. I, I always looked at Sowen as old English, not mm-hmm. not the not the forty ounce bottles. I'm talking about real old uh, English language. Things were pronounced. Milk this out for about forty five seconds or so. I got to refill my coffee. Sure, no problem. No problem. Um, the way I always looked at it is is that's old English talk and where like right. a lot of things sound differently in the proper terminology. Um, whereas over time they get um, not perverted in a sense of like being sexual, but you know, changed no. up and, and, and the way things are said and the way things are done is, is different is different. So right. I just took, I just took the, the pronunciation of the word. So in, into Sam Hain as a progression of the way that's now going to be pronounced. Because to this day and age in 2019, I don't say, well, no, the correct way to pronounce that is Sowen. It's not Sam Hain. I say fucking Sam Hain all the time. Right, right, exactly. But it, it, And you're right. Um, perverted isn't necessarily just a, a sexual term. You know, things can be perverted. You can pervert things to, and has nothing to do with... Being a pervert. Oh, and so that is actually interesting, though. Yeah. All right. So multiple times throughout the movie, Dr. Loomis says that he fired six shots at Michael Myers. However, seven shots are clearly heard at the beginning of the movie when he shoots Michael. Acoustics. Right. Well, (laughs) and this is another one that I never, uh, for some reason, never clicked with me. So two minutes into the movie. When Laurie takes off Michael's mask in the beginning, Michael does not leave the mask off long enough so that we can see his deformed eye like we did in the previous movie, which is reshoots. Wait a minute, what? Okay, so um, in Halloween, in the first one, when she, when Michael takes his mask off, uh-huh. it says that he, his mask wasn't off long enough for you to see the deformed eye like you could. Um, oh, no, wait. So when Lori takes off Michael's mask in the beginning of um, in the beginning, Michael does not leave the mask off long enough so that we can see his deformed eye like we could in the first movie. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. Okay, well, I I always I thought, read it, I read it backwards. So I always I thought Tony Moran just had a lazy eye. I never 
looked at I it as so a stat. Okay. Well, let me see Halloween 2. I'm looking this up as we're talking. Again, we didn't no, do any do any prep for this, so. No. Just let it flow. And so that that uh, while you're looking that up, that does take care of all the character issues. Um the continuities are next. And we'll blow through some of these cuz I kind of know I kind of have an idea of which ones we've talked about, which ones have might have already been covered like the first one here that pops up. Okay. Um, but, okay, so um, a continuity thing here. Um, at around 41 minutes when Officer Hunt calls for backup at the Myers house, he says that the address is uh, 45 Lumpkin Lane, but it says 709 on the house. Yeah. Lumpkin Lane, sorry. Somebody fucked up. <laughs> right. Yeah, this one here talks about um, the balcony. The, the the first balcony is covered the um the second one is not. Um, it's supposed to be a continuation at the same. Um, it's supposed to be a continuation of the same night from Halloween. Yet the landscaping for the Wallace and Doyle houses has changed considerably. Also, the jack o' lantern on the front porch of the uh, Doyle house was also co- uh, changed completely. It's the Midwest. Yep, so they're not paying attention. Uh, but that's an easy thing, though, man. Like, if, it's like if you're making a continuation of the same movie, all you have to do is look and see how the first pumpkin was carved instead of being like, well, we're just going to fucking carve a different pumpkin completely. Yeah, fuck it. Nobody will ever notice. There'll never be anything called the Internet that people are going to sit around and right. nitpick this thing to death. Fuck it. Let's just do a different one. Nope. Nobody will ever notice. In 2019, on a Tuesday morning, there will definitely not be two guys sitting around bitching about it either. Um, oh, I wasn't bitching. No, <laughs> I know. Um, let's see here. TV ver- the TV version. The security guard is sent to find the reason the phones do not work in the hospital. A couple scenes later, you see a nurse chatting on the phone. She's talking. Different phone line. Right. <laughs> um, Jimmy passes out lying in a pool of blood, but later in the car, there's no blood on him anywhere. Did we ever see a full shot of him that showed that? Not that I not that I remember, but it's keep been a, keep going. I'm 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 looking for an image. No, you're good. Um, so at around eight minutes, and when when uh, Mrs. Elrod asks her unknowingly sleeping husband what he wants on his sandwich, and Michael Myers is stalking for them from outside. Uh, she approaches the doorway between the kitchen and living room. If you look carefully behind her as she moves, there's nothing on the windowsill, although there was a pumpkin present when Michael walked up to the house. The jack-o'-lantern in their window disappears whenever the camera is facing any, uh, whenever the camera is facing everyone and reappears behind them from Michael's vantage point. I always laugh at that. Um, her line is like, you want mayonnaise on your sandwich? How about mustard? <laughs> How about mustard? Are you sure you're from Florida? Um, I question it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's all the. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm looking through all these Halloween two, uh, pictures, and there's the famous finger in the butt. Yeah, you found it. No, uh, if only this was a live visual podcast to show everybody. 
Um, well, if, one here. well, if uh, here, here's a little sidebar, if people would help mm-hmm. uh, get our member list up to a thousand people, uh, we will do a live episode. That'd be super rad. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing it. I'm pushing it. I, I just got done talking to a few more uh, online friends through my discords that um, we're recording and people want links and all that. So I told them I'll get back to them. Um, the next one we have here, Stuntman Dick Warlock's eyes are very noticeably blue throughout the movie, yet Michael's character is supposed to have the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Tony Moran's eye, yeah, Tony Moran's eyes in the original Halloween unmasked shot appeared brown. How do you, how could you tell they're brown? Do they like zoom in on his eyes? Well, see, there, there. That's that. That's an easy explanation. There, there's some fans out there that they look for this stuff because they need new material to jack off to. Oh Jesus Christ! It's just the same thing every <laughs> time. Not the it's like, well, Michael Myers is coming back to theaters. Okay, let me pull my dick out and start beating off. Oh Christ! Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're on one today, man. When Nurse Karen is shown for the first time in her uniform, her belt is dark tan. Subsequent shots of her in the uniform show a white belt. Um, there are so many of these. I'm just going to go off uh, ones that aren't necessarily talking about belts and shit. Um, after the explosion and Michael is walking on fire, he is right next to the burning stretcher. The next time we see him, he is about eight feet behind the stretcher walking towards her again. It's a different stretcher. Okay. That makes sense. It is a hospital. Um, yeah, they got they got all those stretchers from Stretchers R Us. <laughs> there was a sale. Um, in the prologue, the take of Lori instructing Tommy and Lindsay to get help is different than the one in the first Halloween. Um, yeah. In the previous Halloween taking place a few hours before this film begins, Lori was wearing denim bell bottoms while she's being administered to the hospital. She's now wearing tight blue jeans. Of course. I'm sure you'll have fun with this one. Well, Jimmy actually had sex with her, had to get her out of those uh, bell bottoms. He had sex with her, put on a new pair of pants so he could not be blamed for the raping, put on a new pair of oh. pants and then got, took her to the hospital. That, that, oh, that's, that's a, that took a dark turn. Why Holy do you shit. think, why do you think he was, why do you think he was obsessed with her throughout the, in, the rest of the movie? He's like, that was some good virgin pussy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just saying that would, uh, no, that, that, that would, I could see that causing an obsession there. Hence, hence why he dies towards the end of the film. You know, it's like he was so unlikable because he did that, that by the ways of the writing, you have to write that character to get his, to get his. So, yeah, he did. So he, Um, he, he probably made her bleed because it was her first time. And look, he fell in a big pool of blood. It's it's symbolic. It is. Okay. I, I, I am just. Dripping wisdom on people today. You really are. Uh, Dripping is definitely a a way to put it. Um, So he went raw dog too. By the way, (laughs) why wouldn't you? Um, Well, well, she like like shortly after that movie, uh, she uh, was apparently pregnant with a kid, and depending upon which timeline you're going by, 
either the Halloween 4 through 6 storyline. She was pregnant with Jamie shortly after that. Or, um, or according to the H, H1, H2, H2O, H8 storyline, she was pregnant mm. with John shortly after that. So. Well, shit. You know what? You're just tying all these loose ends. Oh no! There's no there's gonna be somebody out there who says, "Well, no, John was only 17 in 1998." You're right. So okay, so it's only by the the timeline of the H1, H2, H4, H5, H6 storyline that she was raped right. by that she was raped by Jimmy. But in by 1998, they had to go clean that up and make him 17 because they couldn't do an innuendo of the raping. Oh. Well, thank you for clearing that up. Which is also why they made the television scene that included Jimmy that he was still alive at the very end. So that's oh. that's the tie into H2O. Alrighty. Well, this one right here um, actually kind of goes with what I was thinking when we were talking about with um, Annie being wheeled out and blood all over her neck and all that to where she was strangled. Mm-hmm. But her neck is bloody, as if she had got her throat cut. Oh well, you know, and and this is not a joke. If you mm-hmm. go, if you go back and watch Halloween one, where he he does strangle her, but the very mm-hmm. last thing where we hear that, that little that's him actually sla- slashing her throat. Oh, that okay. Well, that makes sense because I had kind of wondered if it was like you know, kind of capped it off with that. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Okay. And that's that's not a joke for everybody. No, I no, I, I heard when you did that, you were so close to making that actual sound effect that I heard I could hear it in my head. Make exactly it rain over here. What you meant. Shit. Um, Give me a pool of water. I might it, walk on it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so here we got... Um, Crew or equipment visible, because that was only like maybe a fifth of how many continuity. We'd be here all day if we went through that entire list. Um, The crew or equipment visible section here. At the hospital, you can see the camera in Marshall's mirror. Can you really? In the the Marshall's mirror. That's what it says. What, What scene was this at again? It says, at the hospital, you can see the camera in the Marshall's mirror. I'm not sure... Hmm. Um, I'm. I have no idea on that one. I'm looking it up. All right. While you're looking that up, the next one is uh, while fleeing from Michael, Laura, uh, Lori, Laura. God damn it! Lori throws a gurney out in his way, and the camera lighting is clearly visible on the upper left side of the screen. That's awesome. Right. It's good um, filmmaking. Right, and then uh, 17 minutes later, on the widescreen DVD, when the hospital rooms when the hospital room blows up, you can see the set wall twice for about a second each time, which is what we talked about earlier. Um, the reflection of the blue gel spotlights can be seen in the window panes of the Doyle residence when Doctor Loomis exits the front door after shooting Michael. Wow. That explains how you. Uh, Obviously, how you get the blue lighting there? Um, yeah, that's just Lori... uh, that's just a colored gel that they put over the light. Right. Um, when Lori is being wheeled away in the ambulance, the camera shadow 
can be momentarily seen on her and the house's shrubbery. At, uh, the same thing happens when she's being wheeled into the hospital. Now, here's a we question, though. Kind of, can can kind of we like, can we explain that away by, um, you know, there there was media well, present. Yeah. Couldn't they couldn't they have been filming that? Right, and I'm pretty sure that there's ways that, like you said, it can be explained. Um, just like the same thing, it says the cameraman's shadow can be seen on Loomis before he leaves Haddonfield. Um, like you said in the last episode, shit like that happens. I don't, I don't know what the budget was for this movie. Um, it wasn't it, it wasn't three hundred and twenty five thousand? I'll tell you that. Right. Okay, so we have a handful of factual errors here. Um, when uh, Michael corners Lori in the elevator, the door slams on his hand and keeps closing. The elevators have rubber guards that cause the door to open again if somebody's hand would have been caught in the closing. Not in so 78. Make... Not in 78? No, that was a, it was a free-for-all back then. You get your hand stuck, you're going to lose that son of a bitch. It makes sense. I mean, it doesn't make for a good movie either, you know. Right. Um, I mean, to, to be honest, I, I don't Situa- know. That. Situational. I, I don't, don't know when they implemented it either. But... I have no idea either. I was just being a smartass. No. All right. Water at 125 degrees Fahrenheit is not enough to scald a body. Minimal effects usually start to show at about 140 degrees. Well, let's just get all fucking technical. Why don't we? Either either way, it's going to suck. Either way, we got we got to see tits. I ain't mad at it. <laughs> right? Um, the elevator should should have never taken Lori from the basement to the first floor because she didn't make a selection upon entering. All of the elevator buttons are unilluminated as she cowers in the back from Michael as the as the closing doors. The ele- oh, and the closing doors. The elevator knew the boogeyman was outside and said, "We will get you to the right floor." Yeah, right. that was that was they they didn't have rubber gaskets on the doors to prevent injury back then, but they definitely had telepathic communication with its passengers. They had they had a smart elevator named Hal. We will yeah. take care of you, Larry. Um, the next one here, Marion calls for help on the police's car on uh, the police car's two way radio, then listens to the reply without letting go of the talk button on the radio's microphone. You, we, okay. Um, Diethyl ether was supplied for anesthesia in liquid form in half-liter metal bottles. It is never put in gas cylinders as shown in the final um, OR scene. I don't know. I I would never have known that anyway. Um, Well, at least it wasn't um, Trioxin 245. Whatever the fuck that is. You never saw Return of the Living Dead? Oh god, I need to watch it again. It's been so long. It's been so long. I am that piece of shit that's not as familiar with that as I should be. Great movie. I'll watch. I'll watch it this week. Um, even uh, if I don't have it, maybe I'll get it on video. Um, despite taking place in the same night, the decals on Sheriff Brackett's car are noticeably different. Different car. He got it at yeah. car. He got it at police cars. RS. <laughs> There's an RS for everything. Huh? Um, Nurse Jill's uh, name tag has RN after her name, which stands for registered nurse. Registered no shit, nurse, really. Uh, 
<laughs> Registered nurses have black stripes on the cap, like Nurse Miss Elves. Uh, Nurse Jill's cap does not have the black stripes, indicating, in fact, she is an LPN or a licensed practice it, nurse. It was how ha- it was Halloween. Nurse. She was clearly wearing a costume. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what kind of person working at a hospital dresses up like a nurse for Halloween? That, that that's like. Well, you were talking about the black stripes with the RN. I mean, it was she was legally bound to wear the badge, but they were allowed mm-hmm. to dress up. So she dressed up like a just a regular orderly nurse so that she didn't have to perform anything on Halloween because she'd been drinking all night. Right. That's like me going to work dressed as a truck driver. Yeah. And expecting you to deliver shit. But maybe I'll do it better if I'm wearing all denim and a trucker cap. Um. Let's see here. Where'd you the get the cap? The nut. Huh? Where'd you get the cap? Uh, don't actually the only trucker hat I have is my Deathwish coffee hat. You just fa- you, you, you just failed the test. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking. You know, you know I'm not all here right now. Caps are us. I'm only. Oh fuck! See, I'm not quick. I should have. <laughs> I should have known that with as many as RSs we visited today. So you're not quick um, as opposed to you're slow, or I, I, I'm. Confused. I'm very slow. I'm very slow today. Oh, well, I am. I'll take it easy on sluggish. you. Then. Oh, no, I don't, no. You're special. Never do that. <laughs> I'm special right now. I'm only one and a half cups of coffee in. Um, the end credits. Night of the Living Dead was C 1968 image 10 not 1978, which was the Italian producer, or the, Itali- the Italian production year of its first sequel, Dawn of the Dead. I would never know that either. Uh, I just got done watching a thing on um, on Shudder. I have. They were talking about I, movies. I typically, I have sex instead of studying little worthless bits of information like that, but that's just me. Well, you, I got it. Um, I'll I'll take a nice warm wet puss over. Uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll take. Well, well, actually, <laughs> that was actually the Italian production year. The first sequel was Dawn of the Dead, 1978. Well, actually, well, actually, uh, when Doctor Loomis, uh, we we already talked about this. So, and it, um, but it, it does elaborate, saying it is a Gaelic festival for the end of autumn. Okay, and begin, so beginning of winter. So that that that, that right there that the right there explains it. Gaelic, okay? We're in the mm-hmm. fucking United States. It's supposedly in the late seventies. <laughs> that word has evolved and has lost translation over time. Right. I mean But Doctor Loomis says it's a it's a Celtic Lord of the Dead meaning end of summer, which is wrong. Well <laughs> at one point the proper terminology is intercourse, but I call it fucking. Does that mean that I'm wrong? <laughs> I mean, I'm All just right, being point honest man. here. Point, man. All right, when the when the mob is destroying the Myers house, the number on the house. We already fucking did this one. Tomato, tomato. Um, right. Um. All right. Plot holes. There's only three of them. Considering how immense Haddonfield Memorial Hospital is, it has wings, and the fact that it has an emergency for extra absorption. Surgical... <laughs> God. Oh man. Now I'm thinking about periods, and I'm trying to read. I can't do both. Menstrual blood. Um, Bears can smell it. Um, Should not have... Okay, 
it, it, yeah. and the fact that it has an emergency room and surgical ward, it should not have just it should not have just four nurses, one doctor, and two ambulance drivers staff for the entire hospital, even if it is the night shift. That's but that's, it is Halloween. Nobody wants to work on Halloween, and it's the fucking Midwest. They're they're lucky that they even have <laughs> a hospital in a little podunk town like that. Jesus. Oh my god! Well, okay, I'll give you the podunk, but like the way that you keep referencing the Midwest, like I've never been there, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you make it sound like it's almost like third world U.S. Like you ever? Well, you they don't have they don't have enough people to stack. Well, you've never been there, so you wouldn't know. I can't. That's what I'm saying. I can't. I can't argue that. And with the way you're making it sound almost like it, it sounds like it needs like missionaries to go and fucking try to help. Missionary. Children. That's that's got my attention. Oh, uh, <laughs> setting me up for that one. Shit. Okay. Other than that, uh, other than a patient that Jill responds to, no other patients are ever seen or heard throughout this large hospital. This ties in, despite the fact that the maternity ward has several newborn babies. Midwest. Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought you'd have something clever for that one. Oh, I did. <laughs> Midwest. Midwest. All right. At the beginning of the movie, it is mentioned several times on TV, on the radio, and in, tel- in telephone conversation that three teenagers were killed. But the pol- but then police discovers that bodies only after that, which we learn in conversation between Brackett and his deputy, who tells them they have just discovered three bodies in the house across in the house across the Doyle's house, and that his daughter was one of them. Uh-huh. Okay, I don't see what. I mean, I'm not I'm not very good at reading, but that yeah, three teenagers were killed. How's that a plot hole? In the house across the Doyle house? Is that the fuck up talking about the house? Mm, maybe. I, I But I, from what I understood is everything took place over at the Wallace house. Hmm. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the fuck up there the, the, by saying the Doyle house. Oh, believe me. If we got that wrong, we'll... we'll We'll hear about it after the episode's posted. Well, actually, you guys messed up. We get it. Yeah, and if anybody's got a problem, Chris Morgan on Facebook, go ahead and send him the message. We'll we'll keep my streak of, of uh, quiet inbox going. Sure, no problem. I've got a. I know you love it. I know you you love it. So I've got a I've got a list a mile long or more of uh, of people I've hit the block button on. I don't mind hitting a few more. You know, I've never had to block anybody on Facebook. But Dude, you ain't living that. until you're blocking somebody. Right? I, I've never had to block. I've never been in Facebook jail. I also don't really use it a lot other than just Messenger. But you, I, I don't mean to sidebar, but I had I had this guy, and typically when I block somebody, I'll either speak my piece or I'll make them look mm-hmm. stupid, and then I hit the block button. Cause I just, oh, you have to do that. But So... This guy messaged me, writes me this long message to the point where it probably took him a long time to type this shit out. And then he starts sending me pictures of his boot that he's chewed on and saying, I guess trying to symbolize how tough he is. And all I said back was, cool story, bro. And I blocked him. You know, I'm what like, the f- 
yeah, like why, like why do I give a shit about yeah. your, your fucking chewed boot? Yeah, you're 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 a tough guy because you can chew your boot. No, that just makes you a nasty motherfucker that eats shoes. <laughs> yeah, but like that explains this message. 100%. Exactly. And block. Yeah, audios. Alrighty, so um, the last little bits that we got here, um, there's a, a few revealing mistakes. It says, when Michael is hiding in the nursery, it is obvious that the baby closet to the camera, closest to the camera, is a, is a doll. I don't know what that means. It's got me. Um, when Loomis and the uh, when Loomis and the nurse are in the deputy's car, Loomis shoots out the window and the car makes a hasty reverse turn. Mm-hmm. On the road, there are at least two identical swerve marks. This would indicate that it has been shot multiple times. Um, when Doctor Loomis and Sheriff Racket are in the car, what he shot out the window? Let's just roll it down. Um, when Dr. Loomis and Sheriff Brackett are in the same car, one of uh, Brackett's police officers calls in on the radio. Many times throughout their conversation, the man on the radio talks before Brackett like, I don't care about letting go of the button. Um, the film takes place in Illinois on Halloween, but you'd never know it looking at the color of the trees. They're all healthy green. Well, you know those trees in Illinois, right? Is it Illinois or Illinois? It's Illinois, but I know how you feel about Illinois, so that's why I had to throw it out there. Oh, um, Haddonfield, oh Haddonfield it's about time for you to catch up. Uh, oh, I'm there. It's 175 barely. to 1 now. <laughs> well. You really are well, a Bucks fan, aren't you? Uh, hey. Got to play catch up. Yeah, exactly, right? And I'm so used to having to talk shit about stuff like that, and that. I've never had, like, I'm like, well, what do I say back to that when I'm talking to another Bucks fan? Because I got that shit locked up for, like, <laughs> my friends that are Seahawks fans or I shit like that. But I would like, what do I say to somebody who roots for the same goddamn team? I would love it. I would just love it if you would come back just like earlier when you said, oh, well, that's great. Or you come back and say something like, yeah, same with you. I'd be like, well, I cheer for the same team, so I'm kind of making fun of myself, right. too. Exactly. <laughs> um. All right. Haddonfield is, portray- is portrayed as a small Illinois town in the film. When taken to and admitted in the hospital, Jimmy, Dr. Mixter, and Nurse Jill called Lori personally by name, Also, fig- but um, Bud also figured out that her father, her old man, owned the realty business. However, it took Sheriff Brackett's peers an hour to inform him that his daughter, Annie, was one of the victims at the Wallace residence course it's kind of it's kind of funny be like we know everything about Lori, but you don't know shit about your daughter um pieces of foam from the uh, fake door michael uh, smashes through can be seen raining down in the gas room um the actor that portrays Lori strode's father is listed in the closing credits but he never appears in the movie it's probably just cut out uh, when Lori tries to run away from Michael and falls from the window, she lands. Um, when she lands, her, ha- uh, her hospital gown flips up, and flesh tone underwears is briefly visible. Uh. Yeah, there you go. Uh. I wish they had that in Smell-O-Vision. Oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is clearly wearing a wig throughout the film. She has 
very little hairline, and the texture of the hair is different from the first movie. Yeah, and of course, it's flipped up in a weird curl and bangs and shit, and like she was straight out of the 1950s. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very strange. Um, there's, I mean, there's some other little things, uh, factual errors. There's, okay, so now I don't understand why these aren't listed with the other factual errors. Um, when Sheriff Brackett is trying to stop Dr. Loomis from shooting uh, Ben Tramer, the shadow of the cameraman falls on Loomis's overcoat. As Michael is falling off the balcony, oh, God, these are repeats. Um, yeah. Um, when Janet spins the dead doctor mixture's chair around, his hand flinches. Nerves. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, you got the death twitch, right? Uh, Lori fires two shots and supposedly shoots Michael directly in each eye, yet when he looks up and the blood streams down for his mask, we can still see his eyes. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when Michael sticks the syringe into uh, the uh, nurse Janet's temple and pushes the plunger, her eyes never flinch. She's tough. They got they got the syringes at syringes R S too, by the way. God. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm It was made in China. Ma- made in China. That's why nice try, China. Yeah. That's why they that's why she didn't flinch. I mean they made in China very cheap. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say, man, I'm gonna have to check out the Midwest and it just sounds like all the R S's would have everything you'd ever need opposed to just Walmart's here. Of course. They're not sophisticated enough to have a Walmart. <laughs> oh, poor Midwest. You know, for, for for those that are listening to this that is from their version of the Midwest, I'm not talking about your Midwest. I love everybody in your Midwest. I'm, yeah, talking... I'm talking about Haddonfield Midwest, damn it. Exactly. Exactly. Because I'm not trying to piss off our listeners or anything like that. I'm, oh, I'm you know... I'm 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 very PC when it comes to this stuff. I take this stuff very seriously. What? Did you say you're PC? I've never heard anything PC come out of your mouth. <laughs> Effort. Mm. Pussy oh. cunt. There's PC right there. Pussy cunt. Oh god. Yep, yeah, exactly. You, thank you. Um Pussy cunt. <laughs> Ball liquor. <laughs> oh, now he's got Tourette's, guys. I've always had Tourette's. Um, <laughs> that's what I call it, anyway. Um, I don't have any. That, I, I don't have any anal leakage, though. Oh, I'd hope not. That's that's bad Holy business. God. Yeah, that's bad for business. It is. For you. Shit um, a lot. That's really all I have because this is all I'm starting to get into. Um, is basically getting into doubles. Um. And you know, I'm not sure if it if you feel the same way, but I feel like um, you have a 60 year old plus doctor who is smarter than fucking police officers. It's like, right? Okay, you just watched this motherfucker walk through glass, get shot six times, knew he got shot six times earlier in the night. He's laying there in the mm-hmm. middle of the floor, and you got his doctor who's 
obviously been through hell, telling you to get away from him, and you're a bumbling fucking idiot that keeps walking yourself back over there until you get your throat sliced. I just, I just find like a lot of police officers that are written into the either shows or movies are just, man, they're just written so stupidly. Right. It's yeah. And it doesn't make, yeah, you're, you're not wrong on that. It just stuff like that drives me nuts or it does. Or you have you have a gunfight scene where you have five million rounds being shot off by both sides and they're not hitting a fucking thing. <laughs> uh, there was a firefight. Unless the story dictates that we need someone to get shot in this scene, then magically a bullet will hit somebody. Right. But I'm not wrong. Um, so that's it. That's all I have for like goofs and mistakes. But uh, we do have some trivia. If you want to go into trivia, hell yeah. Um, all right. So, God, there's 111. So we're not going to go through all of these, obviously. But okay. So right here, just do 110. Trivia. 110. Okay, oh. you got it. To get the role of Michael Myers, Dick Warlock revealed that he or revealed that as he passed by a room, the uh, Michael Myers mask was on a table. He put the mask on and walked into uh, Rick Rosenthal's office and stood there. After Rosenthal continually asked him who he was and he didn't reply, he took off the mask and asked if he could play Myers. True. I I had no idea. You didn't? Um, No. I don't know that much about these. I mean, I, I, I love the movies, but I never knew much behind the movies until I, I got into like these podcasts and Facebook groups and all that kind of stuff. I never put much more thought into like, I love the movies, but you know, didn't realize how much I liked going behind them until we started talking about it and all gotcha. that like, okay. through Facebook and stuff. Fair enough. Um, the mask Michael wears is the exact same mask, a repainted, modified Kirk, um, worn in the original 78. It looks different in the sequels because the paint had faded due to a few reasons. First, because Nick Castle um, kept it in his back pocket during shoots. Mm-hmm. Also, Deborah Hill kept the mask under her bed for several years until filming Halloween 2, causing it to collect dust and yellow because Hill was a heavy smoker. Also, the mask appears wider because Dick Warlock is shorter and stockier than Castle, so the mask fit his head differently. Well, there's that, um, there's that, and there's uh, latex mask aging too because it does get smaller mm-hmm. over time. Okay, um, as the producers thought it would, um, sorry, as the producers thought it would be uh, the final sequel in the series, they let Warlock keep the mask, scalpel, boots, jumpsuit. Um, and knife used in filming. When they decided to revive Michael in Halloween 4, um, the producers realized that they had a mistake and never again, um, they realized they had made a mistake and never again gave props out to the cast and crew. Therefore, subsequent sequels used different masks that looked rather different. There's that. There's also the legal issue between Don Post and... uh the movie studio and Shatner's people there's there. I mean, there's that, but, uh, never giving out props. Um, I know that that is absolutely incorrect because, uh, I know for a fact that a guy I worked with at, uh, a film college that is very well connected in the film industry, full sale university. 
Um, but I worked with a guy that I ended up, uh, that's where my, my, my resurrection mass actually comes from. He worked on Halloween eight. Um, he was one of the higher end, um, production crew members and uh, he got one of the masks that was one of the backups that he got to he got to take with him uh, he wanted me to rehair it because the hair was pretty much uh, pulled out and right. uh, no good so I said well if I'm going to do this would you mind if I cast it I'll never I'll never know when I'll ever get my hands on another screen used item again and he goes sure right. go ahead and he said, he goes, Hell just, yeah. he's like, just don't put my name out there. He said, because I still work in the industry. And if it word got out that I let you do that, um, I'll probably never work again. So he said, if, uh-huh. if, if full sale ever fires me, he's like, I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to be able to cut my nose off to spite my face. Right. Exactly. He's like, All I right. like, I like you not much, but I like you. I could see that. Yeah. Um, believing Rick Rosenthal's version of the film to be too tame, John Carpenter shot a few gory scenes that were added into the film despite his objections. This annoyed Rosenthal because he wanted the sequel to emulate the way the original avoided explicit violence and gore in favor of well-crafted suspense and terror. In fact, Carpenter had intended for Halloween 2 to do just that, but the film, uh, but the success of the of the new wave of slasher films in 1979 and 80 made him afraid that a film which was scary and R-rated but lacked bloodshed and nudity would do poorly at the box office, leading to extra graphic material inclusions. I think that was more of a studio uh, request. It wasn't. It wasn't a Carpenter thing, really. Mm-hmm. But I mean, of course, okay. nobody really ever knows the truth. I mean. Again, you go, oh, yeah. you meet Dick Warlock three different times, and you say, well, "Hey, what color were the coveralls?" He gives you three different answers. He didn't fucking know. <laughs> right. I'm, 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 I'm dead serious. You know? No, I believe you. 100%. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's been so many heated debates over time where someone's like, "Well, I talked to Dick Warlock, and he said that they were navy blue Sears Robux." I'm like, "Really?" Well, I worked with him on my fan film, and I asked him point blank, and he said that they were spruce green. Sears Robux. Mm-hmm. And then he talked to somebody else and it was JC Penny uh olive green. It's just like, okay, well which version of it is it? He doesn't know. <laughs> he was paid for a job. Uh, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Um John Carpenter and Deborah Hill had no interest in making a sequel as they believed the original Halloween was a standalone movie. When the studio offered him to write the script and pay them more money, Carpenter states that to this day he saw very little earnings from the success of the original movie. He took the job so he could earn back what he believes was his owed pay. However, the script was not forming out as well as he had thought, and he was personal and he has personally stated that the only thing helping him through the screenplay process was a six pack of Budweiser every day, which led to what he believes an inferior script and bad choices in the movie story. I'm I'm sorry, this is not gonna go over well with a lot of our listeners, but you know, I've met the guy personally mm-hmm. and he was just a straight up prick to me. I remember that episode where you were talking about that. But every fucking story I hear about this guy, you know, outside of the people that whip their dicks out for him and are just happy to see him. 
you know, mm-hmm. it's like he's always just a bitter bastard, basically. <laughs> every every time uh-huh. I hear him like talk, well, they 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 paid me a lot of money, so that was nice. So I decided to come back, you know, for the new t- twenty eighteen. It's like, no, how about you come back because you really want to do something good. You know, for yeah, a franchise right. that if if that's not even true, fucking lie to me about it then. You know, yeah. you know, just, you know, I appreciate the bold honesty because I'm bold and honest, too. But it's like everything that comes out of his mouth. Well, I did it for the check or I did it for more money or I did it because they paid me more. It's like, well, OK, shouldn't that be a benefit because you do good work and that you have passion for the project? The 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 money should just be an exclamation point at the end of the sentence of like, hey, I did this so well. Now someone wants to pay me for it. Right. I'm I'm honored and I'm blessed. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, I'm come thankful. On. Yeah. So uh, I I don't know, and I disagree with the whole. Well, we wrote it to just be a standalone film. Really? Then why did you leave the first one open ended if that was the case? Yeah, that, that's a, a valid question. I think um, I, I think that's their scapegoat. Was like, oh well, we really didn't want to do a part two. But oh, like, way of way of downplaying the fact. That, yeah, um, we we you. we meant it to be just be a one off. He's still alive. Uh, oh well, yeah, but you know that's that's open to interpretation. You know, to what happened after that. Okay. But then the studio begged us and offered us more money, so we're like, well, fuck it. We're going to get paid more, and, you know, I'm going to get paid what I was worth from the first one. Okay, well. <laughs> I got you. Sequels were a thing um, by that point. You know, he, he had to know if it was yeah. going to be financially successful. There had to be something written into the contract that if it's financially su- successful, um, your contract will be obligated to come back and at least write a treatment or something for part two. That's typically how a lot of movie contracts work. Why do you think Jamie Lee Curtis had to come back for Halloween 8 and she didn't want to? Uh-huh. It was contractually obligated in her contract that she at least had to make a cameo in part eight to tie up loose ends. Right. Um, so, then, um, this is the only Halloween film to show the morning after the 31st. Every other movie ends on Halloween night. Um, the film was bookended by the song Mr. Sandman, sung by the Cornettes. The tune would also later be used in the Halloween movie H2O. Mm-hmm. Um, to death. Though, though, <laughs> though Curtis has top billing, she only appears on screen for approximately 25 and a half minutes. And that's only the theatrical version. In the TV version, she has a few extra scenes. Um, the film is immediately set after Halloween, since Curtis had begun to wear a much shorter hairstyle in the 80s. She had to wear the wig. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis has played Laurie Strode in five... Um, has Laurie Strode in films released in five different decades, from the 70s to 2000... From the 1970s to the 2010s, and Halloween in 78, Halloween 2 in 81, Halloween H2O in 98, Resurrection in 02, and um, Halloween in 2018. That's insane. It is. 
Um, and uh, it sucks. I wish uh, Donald Pleasance was her age in 1978, and we could say the same for Donald Pleasance, but uh, we can't. I'd much rather have too. I'd much rather have him over Jimmy Lee Curtis any day. Oh, and that doesn't surprise me. Uh, anybody that listens to this podcast knows exactly. It's not a fan of her work, man. Not a fan of her work. Um, the voice of Annie's friend heard on the telephone is the voice of Nancy Loomis, who played Annie in Halloween. Also, her corpse uh, also appears in H- uh, Halloween too as the corpse. Um, the sequel, which, though which, not as, which explains why she was still breathing and her eyes blinked. You know, she was just talking on the phone. She just, yeah, she just got off the phone. Um, the sequel, though not as successful at the box office as the original, still grossed more money than uh, um, still grossed more uh, money than other 1981 horror movie uh, horror movies such as The Howling, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, and The Final Conflict. Ooh, mm. shocker! Uh, Halloween. Yeah, Halloween 2 was originally written to take place in a high-rise apartment building. Later in script meetings, however, it was changed to a hospital. What the fuck would they have done in an apartment building? Oh, well, let's not take her to the medical f- facility. Fuck it, just wheel her to okay. the apartment building. We'll just, you know, Jimmy and, <laughs> J- Jimmy and Bud can tag team it. Okay. Oh, I wasn't ready for that one. If she... <laughs> If she um, dies, she dies. Oh shit! We're uh, we're uh, we're calling to Rocky quite a bit in this episode, and I am not upset about it. John Carpenter produced, supervised, and co-scripted, and even directed uncredited a few additional scenes for the film. Carpenter's music was from the first. Uh, Carpenter's music from the first film was also used, and he was involved in the film's post-production as well. He just wanted uh, more egotistical billing credits. That's all that's the only reason. He was credited. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Well, if my name First, appears more, they're going to pay me more. Yeah, which isn't necessarily the case. Um, first of the two Halloween, Halloween movies directed by Rick Rosenthal, who later went on to helm Halloween's, uh, Halloween Resurrection, um, the eighth and final film in the original cinema series. Should have been um, seven. is the short... Huh? Should have been H2O. Seven. Yeah, that would have been good. Uh, Warlock was the shortest uh, Myers in the series. In fact, he wore lifts in order to appear taller. That's why he was able to get that finger deeper in that butt when he lifted the chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sh- if if you go back and watch that scene, I'm actually going to send you this clip when we get off, and you hear her. It sounds All like right. a finger in the butt too. She's like, oh, <laughs> oh, holy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Lance Guest did his own stunt when he trips on the blood and falls on the floor. Moreover, the scene was done in a single take. I would hope so. <laughs> right, back now, fall again. That didn't work. I'm going to need you to fall again, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, this is the only... Uh, this, uh, this is one of the only two films released by Universal Studios. Um, after the massive success of the first film, Universal picked up the sequel. When Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, in 82 didn't fare so well, the, uh, Universal gave up the rights to uh, Trancus International, an affiliate of Universal's, who produced the films until 1989. In 96, the rights were sold to Miramax. Um, nope. 
Let them know. Nope. Uh, nope. Six came out in '95, so the rights were uh, were actually up in '94 to be able to move forward with Part Six in '95. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, see, some people are writing stuff down and have no idea. I mean, '96. Yeah, what? Miramax was involved. Um, they were part of the distribution house, which is Dimension Films. They were just getting that started at that time. Um, and they were part of the pre-production casting process and initial um, uh, first cut of the film, which is why they said that the film was boring and they ordered it back into reshoots. I mean, we'll we'll cover that later on, but... Yeah, no, um, and CBS, uh, CBS owned a division of it at one point because they, if you, if anyone owns um, Halloween four and five on VHS, they had the home video distribution part of it. Oh shit! Okay, some knowledge there. Um, on uh, one of one of a batch of suspense horror movies made during the late 70s and early 90s, starring Curtis, who became known as the Scream Queen. The films were Halloween, Prom Night, The Fog, Road Games, Terror Train, and Halloween 2 from 78 to 81. Okay. Um, one, of, uh, one of two films in the series to begin with the ending of the previous film. The other one is... Which one is it? Four and five. Uh, on here it says the other is Halloween 5, Revenge of My- Michael. Well, yeah, I was just kind of combining the two because you said Halloween and Halloween you. 2, so I said Halloween 4 and 5. Perfect. Um, John Carpenter turned down an offer to direct but remained involved in production, blah, blah, blah. Um, You're not paying me enough. I'm not going to do it. Um Let's see here. You know, you know. By this point, because of my uh, criticism of Curtis and of John Carpenter, there's several people that is creating Chris Morgan voodoo dolls right now, so they can fucking kill me <laughs> in my sleep. Oh uh, well, hopefully you don't die too soon, man. I'm gonna need one of your masks someday. Well, um, <laughs> let's see what else we got here. Um. In, um, in a 1981 interview in Fangoria, um, Deborah Hill told of how there was a consideration of making the movie in 3D. Hill said, we investigated a number of 3D processes, but they were far too expensive for this particular project. Also, most of the projects we do involve a, lo- a lot of night shooting, evil lurks at night. It's hard to do that in 3D. Yep. Um one of the one one common criticism is that the hospital is too conveniently dead, even for a night shift. For Michael to be able to walk around unnoticed and kill the hospital staff, Rick Rosenthal said he based this off a of personal experience he had with his wife, where they once attended a hospital late at night and it was completely deserted, save for a few doctors and nurses and the patients. He must uh, must have been in the Midwest also. Um. This is the film. This is the first film in the series where Laurie speaks to Michael. 
Well, shit, she didn't know who the fuck he was in the first one. He was in the first one. <laughs> um, let's see here. Tommy Lee Wallace was originally offered the opportunity to direct this film, having worked as the editor and production designer on the original. He had his own thoughts about where to proceed with the sequel and was excited by the project. However, Carpenter eventually determined that this film would pick up directly from where the original left off. Despite some disappointment in the story direction, Wallace maintained his interest and was still set to direct, with his name even appearing as director in a 1980 trade and released by Filmways Pictures. When Carpenter finished the script and presented it to Wallace, he was extremely disappointed to discover that the intention to make the film as bloody and violent as the original's imitators, which had used such, uh, such conventions to ensure their uh, to ensure their success when it was realized that he had no choice but to include these elements in the film Wallace withdrew from the project pussy <laughs> just do it anyway he's like fuck it but I'll but I'll make Halloween 3 though which by the way I'm not shitting on Halloween 3 there's there's more Chris Morgan and hate dolls coming you know just from that comment <laughs> I liked I liked Halloween 3 I just didn't like it to be called Halloween 3 Right, the movie itself, yeah, it didn't have to be called Halloween 3. Right. Um, the movie was shot on location around the greater L.A. region. Um, this is one of the only slasher films in 1981 to remain uncut. Like others that have been heavily cut by the MPAA, such as Friday the 13th Part 2 and My Bloody Valentine. Well, the, well, the Laurie Strode rape scene was cut out. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, to in, to achieve the bloody tear scene, according to Dick Warlock, in the mask's forehead was a bulb of uh, fake blood. Uh, and when Dick Warlock stumbled back and put his hand on his mask is when the blood was released. Makes sense. Yep. Um, the alternate television version of the movie has been known as the producer's cut. Um, was it called nudity. Was it called Halloween Two: The Origin of the Nightmare Isn't Over instead of the Curse? <laughs> it might have been. Um, due to its nudity and violence, the movie was banned in Iceland, West Germany, and later banned on video in Norway. Well, nobody gives a fuck about those countries anyway. <laughs> in Norway, it's funny that it'd be banned in Norway. I mean, they got fucking death metal over there, black metal. I mean, different times. Yeah, but hey, but... show a little skin, we're all offended. <laughs> uh, the film's main movie poster tagline, more of the night he came home, was an extension of the original one where the night he came home. No shit, <laughs> I didn't know that. No, but I, didn't, I had no idea. I had no idea that the tagline was "More of the Night He Came Home." Yeah, I always thought from the from the VHS uh, cover that it was uh, the 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 nightmare isn't over. Right. Well, by saying "More of the Night He Came Home," that sounds like a fucking Family Guy rip. You know what I mean? If they were making fun of Halloween where they showed the first one, it's like the night he came home. And then the second one's more of the night he came home. It just, it, it, it doesn't, it's too cheesy for me. If they would have like, yeah, you just add more of to the fucking tagline. And it's like, okay, we got our, we got our uh, tagline for the second poster. 
Um, and someone got paid um, to come up with that. Yeah, I'm in the wrong business. It's not a bad business, but it's the wrong business. I just, um, I just hope who, whoever wrote that check uh, got a kiss first. I don't know about you, uh, but I always I always get a kiss before I get fucked. <laughs> right? Or, yeah, at least take me out to dinner. Um, due to the three-year period before the filming of Halloween and Halloween 2, the Wallace and Doyle's house changed quite a bit over those three years. A noticeable, dis- a noticeable difference was the balcony. Yeah, I covered that already. Um, and Here, the here's a secret. Here's a secret. Who cares? Yeah, they got. Yeah, well, you know what? Honestly, if somebody wanted to use my piece of shit house in a movie, I would take the money that I got from that, and I would make my house a little less shitty. Um, let's see here. Uh, Boring. Uh, How much more we got? There's a lot. We're only halfway through. If you wanna, if you want to. Uh, call it here we can end it on this one the exterior hospital scene shot with dick warlock as the shape were shot at morningside hospital in los angeles in society 1989 the exterior hospital scenes are shot at uh, morningside hospital with billy warlock dick's son is the lead actor yep lance uh here's another fun fact for those that don't know uh lance warlock and i are actually friends and he scored my uh h3o fan film and Dick Warlock did the narration for the opening credits. That's badass. It was. It was you, cool. You still got you. Um, did you ever put the H three five out there anywhere? Like, it was, was it done? Like, how do, how do people? How, like, how can you watch that? Fan films are us. <laughs> Motherfucker! How did I not know that was coming? <laughs> no, it's because it's I'm, because I'm sick. I'll I'll, I'll 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 post the link. Yeah, definitely, dude, because I'll watch it. I mean, as much as we talk about it, i got to see it now. All right. So, Anything that's else? All I, that's all I got, man. We can call it here. Um, and there's a, there's a shit ton. We can, we can cover more if people want more of those things. We can cover more if you want uh, on the next episode. But i I got to get myself around and get to the doctor. i got to get myself felt up. <laughs> Oh, well, you do. You go do that, man. Um, I got some shit I could do around the house. Too. And for those of those like used to not have to do it. For those of those uh, sick motherfuckers listening, because you know, I I am not sick. I'm not perverted or anything. And nothing has ever come out of my mouth to insinuate otherwise. I am not. I am not getting a finger up the butt today. Just for those. Oh, keep playing. Sword. No. You're like I'm. You're like I'm not getting it this time. No, I'm just going to go masturbate in a cup. <laughs> well, have fun with it, man. Good luck, and uh, thanks for having me on. No, really, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually going to get a physical. I'm actually going to get a physical. Oh, well, good luck with the physical, man. I just had mine less than six months ago when my medical card expired. Yeah. I just hope uh, I just hope someone that looks like Shania Twain's holding my balls while I cough and not someone that looks like Mark Twain. <laughs> Well, I uh, I hope that for you too, man. Yeah. All right, buddy. Mark Twain filling up on it. Well, you get to feeling better. Sorry I busted your ball so much today, but hey, at least it was fun. Oh, don't be. It was a good time, man. See you next time. All right, later. Give him the word.